Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds. It is a pre-Red Friday Friday, so get your red on. Chiefs take on the Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl 57 a week from this Sunday. They got back to work yesterday. Uh, some guys back out on the field. Some not-so-good news for one guy, but I heard that uh, uh, Sneed did actually stretch. He didn't practice, but he stretched, so that makes me think he's going to clear that protocol. Well, I hope so. Fingers crossed. they do need him. Yeah, big time. The protocol's pretty tough to get through, though, because the do- it's not the Chiefs. It's the doctors who look at this thing, and they've got to do things objectively. And they'll put him through that battery of tests that they do for concussion syndrome. But Legarius Sneed was missing. Juju Smith-Schuster also out with a knee injury. And there's really no telling if that's going to be all right or not because it is. there's been no description as to what the injury is. Hopefully it is not too terribly severe, but it was severe enough to keep him out of practice. Canarius Tony. I, I tell you, the guy's got great talent and all that, but he's also always injured. It's a hamstring and an ankle, but it, I think he's going to try to play. And McCole Hardman will not. He's probably going to be out. I don't think it's probably. He is going to be out. It's a pelvis injury, and that's where he was previously injured. And he's had abdominal problems. Hey, the guy's just been a walking medical case. But I'll tell you what's good news is Willie Gay. Huge. He had a shoulder problem, and he did go through limited practice. Of course, Mahomes was full practice. But the fact of the matter remains that Willie Gay does need to be in there, and I think he will be. Fingers crossed we'll definitely need him because I think as uh, it was the case against the Bengals where it really needed to be you know, Chris Jones, Carl Loftus, Frank Clark in Burrow's face as much as possible – Against the Eagles, you got a really, really tough O-line who can run the ball and can possibly throw, throw it, but really the run attack is unbelievably good. And so it's going to fall on those linebackers' shoulders to be able to stop that and understand what the hell's happening. I think that's probably a pretty good assessment. The offensive line is not just pretty good. It's the best in the NFL. These guys are big. They are they're fearsome, number one. Hey, you've got, you've got Travis Kelly's <laughs> Travis Kelsey's brother anchoring the thing at center, and he's a horse. Uh, the, the whole the whole crew is, is very big, and that's why Philadelphia has won. That doesn't mean they're unbeatable, but I, they're a pretty good football team. They are. It's going to be a test, that's for sure. All right. There is some football this weekend, though, in the Pro Bowl, oh, correct? We, we know, well, the Pro Bowl is, yeah. but the Pro Bowl is not a football game. It's a flag football game, which is totally different from what it has been. That's to prevent any injury. It's also combined around the NFL showcase. That's out in Las Vegas. And the whole thing is going on in Las Vegas, and I guess they expect some kind of a crowd to be on television, the flag football game. I'm not turned on by it at all. But there's also the Senior Bowl All-Star Game, and they've been going through practice all week long down in Mobile, Alabama. And the practice sessions are really just as valuable as the game itself. It's a showcase for the NFL scouts, and they're all there. The Chiefs, and well, Philadelphia for that matter, will all be represented looking at the talent that's down there and making judgments. And you can do so from practices, which they obviously do, and make judgments from what's going on. Week-long practice, and then the game tomorrow, the Senior Bowl game itself, which is also has been used as a judgmental point to the abilities of some of these players who are all, for the most part, it's invited. You're, you're invited to be part of the Senior Bowl. So these guys are all top-quality individuals who will be in the draft somewhere. But showcase for the NFL, and we'll see how things shape up.
I hear the uh, running back from Tulane has been having he's, a he's day. A player. Yeah, the, that, that's uh, going to be interesting. Bears played Tulane, it was it three years ago, I think, in the season opener, and that guy ran wild against Missouri State. Well, Tulane went up to Kansas State this year and beat the Wildcats by, well, 14 nothing. So you have to think that this kid has a lot of skills, and he could be a, a very big draft choice. Absolutely could be, especially for a team that needs it. Uh, last but not least, Ned is going to be all over the place this weekend, including <laughs> the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame event happening this weekend. What? Tell me, give me the lowdown, buddy. Well, the headliner is is Brett Saberhagen, the two-time American League Cy Young Award winner, former Kansas City Royal, and very popular player in Kansas City. Tyler Hansborough may, might, might not mean anything to you, Mike, but at Poplar Bluff, one of the state's great players and then chose to go and play for the Tar Heels and he was an All-American North Carolina three-year All-America there played a little bit for the Indiana Pacers and had been playing up until last year but Tyler Hansborough will be among those who's drafted Sean Witherspoon great linebacker at Mizzou and later with the Atlanta Falcons and a couple of local individuals Jan Stala, who's an old buddy of mine former field goal kicker with the Bears and the guy who pretty much introduced soccer to the, the school system here and to Missouri State University. And Emily Scott Gibbons from Hillcrest, who is world-class speed skater and is an Olympic veteran. She kind of flew under the radar a little bit, but she's absolutely top-notch. She will be among those inducted as well. It'll be a very nice afternoon this year. It's out at the fairgrounds, and it begins with the reception at 12 noon, and then the event beginning, of course, with a luncheon at one o'clock, but it is different from what it has been. It had been an evening event. This year, it's an afternoon event. A lot of fun. You're going to be a tired puppy after this. Yeah. I was hoping to know. I was hoping to give you a weekend off with Ned Talk. You guys could rest and get ready for a very long broadcast next weekend. But you live for this stuff, don't you? This was my life. Yeah. But there is no Ned Talk this week. Yeah, no Ned Talk Sunday. Uh, you should come out and see us at Coyotes when we give away this Kingdom Custom Teardrop trailer. It's going to be a blast. So, Jury Panthers and Lady Panthers are on the court yesterday. They get the dubs. As has been the case in recent games, it's a split. Lady Panthers are really good. 21-1 and is their record. 21 wins, one loss. They beat Missouri S&T up in Rolla last night, 70-58. to Very competitive game. In fact... The Lady Panthers' last two games against Rockhurst and Missouri S&T have been very competitive, but you can't overlook 21-1 and and number two in America, NCAA Division II. This is really going to be... We've got to looking at the regions that they play in, Mike, and the number one team in America is also in this region. So it could be that the regional championship game is tantamount to what turns out to be the national champion. It's Wouldn't that be something? one of those geographic anomalies that does happen. But Ashland is number one, and Drury is number two, and they've already played each other once this year, and Ashland beat them by one here in town. So, hey, everything, everything is working out to where it's going to be a championship level. That's the ladies. The men weren't so fortunate. Their record is now seven win and 15 losses, and Missouri S&T beat Drury 81-73 last night. Those games up in Rolla. Those Lady Panthers, man. Smoking. Smoking. All right. Uh, Where are the Bears this weekend? The Bears will be, now the men, the Bears will be on the road in Evansville, and they play Sunday. Sunday afternoon game against the Evansville Aces. Evansville is not a very good team. They're in the lower regions of the Missouri Valley Conference. The Bears, I think, are a very good team. So we're hoping for uh, some good news from that Indiana community. 
Lady Bears play at home tomorrow afternoon, Saturday afternoon, 1 o'clock tip-off, and they play Illinois-Chicago, and they're also not very good. The Lady Bears are playing well. They have a nice ball club. They've been rounding into form here in the latter weeks, and this is a team that can play. So we have two games, one Saturday here in town, the other Sunday on the road at Evansville. Now, we mentioned your uh, Missouri Sports Hall of Fame business last hour. You also got uh, a little bit of baseball banqueting going on this Dude, weekend. This is, the, this is the annual Missouri State University fundraiser. There are two of them during the course of the offseason. But this is the one that Missouri State University is a sponsor. The other is privately sponsored. And this is called First Pitch, and we have it at the Bill Road Training Center over at Hammonds Field, and it's a big deal. Number one, it's fundraiser, and there's auctions, both a silent auction and a live auction. That's number one. And uh, number two and three, the 2022 Bears team, which made it to the NCAA, will be receiving their championship rings. And the 2003 team, which went to the College World Series up in Omaha, the only Bears team ever to do so, will be there in mass to be honored as well. There's always a special guest. This year, the guest is Jake Berger, who's penciled in as the starting third baseman for the Chicago White Sox this year, Bears All-America, uh, 2015 and 2016, number one draft choice by the White Sox in 2017, and a guy who has overcome a lot of physical problems to maintain that uh, major league level of baseball that he is. He's a really good guy and a good player. His sister is the tennis coach for uh, Missouri State. So the, it's it's kind of a homecoming. He'll, in fact, he's going to be here this weekend to see her team play, which will be on the court on Saturday as well. All of the Bill Road Training Center doors open at 530, and that's on Saturday evening, and a very big deal, and a fundraiser helping out what's a very good baseball program. Like I said, you are going to be a busy, busy guy this week, and a lot more busier than me. All I got to do is give away a teardrop trailer at Coyotes on Sunday, which I very much look forward to. <laughs> so come see us. Ned, you have a great weekend. I will see you on Monday.